Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Ryan Treasure, and we got a great show for you guys today. You know, uh, the, the guest that we have on today is an awesome person. Her and I have known each other for quite some time. She also happens to be a host of a radio show right here on our very own Voice America Variety Channel. She's even on the same day as Finding a Frequency. So if you're listening to Finding a Frequency at noon, make sure that you tune in to her show also that's on Fridays, all right? You understand? That's your that's your homework for this time is to make sure you listen to the show. But uh, I want to I want to say that the show is so wonderful and so unique because we get a, a, an opportunity to talk to people from all walks of life. Uh, and our guest today is no different. Born in Lakewood, California, Summer moved to Australia when she was only six weeks old. Uh, while she has been in the entertainment industry all of her life, her official career began when she was chosen as a Victoria's Secret model at 17 years of age. And after a s- short and successful modeling career, Summer Helene changed gears and made the often difficult transition into films and television. And, uh, and, and here she is. She's also considered the Duchess of Hollywood. Summer, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm Thanks good. for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. You know, uh, it's about time we did a finding your frequency episode together because you have such a unique story with uh you know how you ended up where you are and i think it's really important for you know our our listeners to to get an understanding of that and then you know plus you know i want to go a little behind the scenes of behind the scenes you know what i'm saying (laughs) okay Behind the scenes, or behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I'm always good for that. I'm always good for a little <laughs> bit about what's going on behind it. Yeah. So I'm always good for a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, so um, before we get into what you guys do at the radio show and all that fun stuff, I want to just kind of kick off the show with our, our, our standard finding your frequency question, because uh, I think it's important that people understand a little bit of your story. Um, uh, you know, you have a very interesting one. So tell the folks how you found your frequency in life and in business and how you ended up where you are today. I started as a Victoria's Secret model when I was 16. Um, I switched, I wanted to be a stage actress actually, but there's no money in it. So I started making movies and I had a guy grab me at a club. Uh, I'm really well known. I was really well known for this scream I did in horror films and I didn't like the attention that I was getting. I had um, people that watch horror films are sometimes a little weird. A lot of them are really cool, but some of them can be really weird. Um, So I had this guy grab me, it freaked me out. And I was talking about that on the set of a horror film the next day. And I was talking to Ron Jeremy and Lloyd Kaufman, who is in charge of Troma. Uh, and he had suggested that I get behind behind the camera. So I was 17. I took a job as an assistant to the president of Paramount. Um, and I, I was talked into that by a porn star. So, 
So it was it was very very weird, but I ended up being really really good at it. And I I'm the youngest executive in Hollywood ever, still am, by like a decade and a half. Um, and I started doing all kinds of things on set and behind the scenes. And I'm trying really hard not to use technical jargon because every time I get into talking about this, I use a bunch of words that if you're outside of film, don't make any sense. It just sounds like <laughs> buzzwords. Uh, so I so I got, I started producing and I started uh, doing distribution and I worked on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in one and two and I worked on Solo. And what I got into doing um, was distribution and marketing, but what I do is sit down with people and do films or television shows and uh, sometimes with private businesses and charities. And I charge a whole hell of a lot of money to consult for like an hour and I tell them essentially how to get internet famous, how to build their brand online and how to take that build and apply it to the existing film industry or existing marketing industries. So my whole job is I make people famous. That's a really short, a really long-winded way of saying it. <laughs> That's a terrible job to have, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Actually, I really, really like it, um, mostly because there is then some control. I find a lot of people in the entertainment industry can be wonderful, and some of them can be complete schmucks. So by doing this, and I'm the only woman that's ever done this, and I'm the third woman ever in my job in Hollywood, um, it gives me a little control over who I put forward, the, the projects and the businesses and the people. It gives me a little bit of control. So I feel like I can, you know, kind of keep the assholes out. Yeah. And I think with, you know, especially the last, I don't know, 24 months or so, you know, the, the, the Hollywood elites have really been in the limelight <laughs> you know what i mean with with you know the all, all sorts of different yeah. scandals and you know it always seems like it's always something happening over there in hollywood with some you know some schmuck uh who this, ran under the radar for a long time and then it's like oh all of a sudden oh hey this this dude was you know uh having sex with minors or whatever the case may be like that's guy you know that's 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 probably the worst part about your job right is you know maybe in some in some instances working with some people that you know are not uh upstanding citizens I've worked with a lot of people that are not. I actually, I won't promote for them ever because that's something I have control over. But coming up, I did actually work with, like I worked for Harvey Weinstein. Um, I will say though, he never made a pass at me. He was terrified of my boss and everyone knew not to come anywhere near me or my old boss Paul would lose his mind. Um, <laughs> so I, I was really kind of lucky there, but I worked for him. I've, I've worked with a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was terrifying. You know, God rest his soul. I'm sure he's looking up at us right now, smiling, as we have. I mean, he was an awful person. He's definitely in hell. But he, um, he was really good to me. But he was definitely he's saving his spot. I assume everyone in Hollywood goes there. But he, uh, he really taught me something very, very valuable, which is if you are valuable enough. And I was, when I was working for uh, Harvey Weinstein, when I was loaned to his company, if you're valuable enough uh, for your mind, they'll usually, for the most part, leave you alone physically. And if not, 
um, be the you know the, the the favorite pet so to speak of the president of Paramount and Viacom then no one will touch you. <laughs> you guys heard it right here on Finding Your Frequency. That's, 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 I'm just saying. That, that's how it happens. Well, and you know, um, <laughs> just find someone way, yeah, <laughs> just find someone way bigger and badder than you. Yeah, no, that's why I'm like, you know, uh, at our company, you know, my boss is the owner of the company, so you know, we, him and I have been friends for a long yeah. time, and you know, absolutely love having you on the network. I don't, I don't know how long have you been on the network. I think uh, I'm trying to go look like been on the network what since 2015 or something like that yeah your first show was yeah yeah, something like that your first show was december of 2015 so yeah you're you're gonna be rounding out uh five years here that's awesome yeah the uh i I find it interesting i think that um i i love the way voice america is set up and i think you guys get to avoid a lot of the hollywood bs Mm-hmm. Um, the the flip side of that, we were talking. You were saying earlier about people. Uh, we didn't know f- flying under the radar. The reason people could fly under the radar was because one, social media wasn't what it is now, and two, if you notice, the people they're kind of sacrificing to the proverbial gods are people that are not valuable. Some of the worst offenders are still in Hollywood, but they're still financially viable. The flip side of that is people also don't have very smart publicists. Like Kevin Spacey's publicist was, you know, Kevin Spacey came out for touching an underage guy and Kevin Spacey's like, I'll deflect by telling everyone I'm gay. And the gay community is like, dude, don't associate us with pedophiles. Yeah, right. Yeah. What like a- it's, it's, it's not some. <laughs> that was probably not the smartest move, you know, on, on his behalf. That's for sure. No, no, not at all. And it's one of those everyone already knew you were gay, man. You, you, you pretend to come out does not do anything except piss off the gay community, piss off anyone that you know everyone. Piss off everyone. There isn't a community you didn't piss off except maybe Nambla. <laughs> wow, I can't even imagine the 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 things that you've seen heard you know uh, about just the hollywood community and and all that how do you how do you keep your sanity when when dealing with all of this stuff you know and number number 2 on top of keeping your sanity how do you how do you have an escape from time to time from all of that uh all that merry go round and and what do, what do you do in your spare time that's uh non hollywood related to keep your to help you keep that sanity I really do enjoy my job, so it's not it's not that bad. I don't have a lot of downtime. Um, the hardest thing in the last like four years, because the pre- the current president came from the entertainment industry. There's been this marriage of Hollywood and politics that there wasn't before, and I hate politics. I really hate politics. So, so, so that intertwining has made my job substantially freaking harder. Um, and because he came from Hollywood. Everyone kind of, especially people in my job, we know all the dirt that existed beforehand. And, you know, we can't say anything about anyone because the whole thing, when you're in my job, your job is to keep secrets and your job is to sweep things under the rug. So, you know, I've had, um, I'm going to clarify by saying I, I have not met Trump ever when I say this, but I've had a lot of people that have worked with him. Um, tell me these things about him and some bad 
then some are just, you know, stuff like he picks his teeth with his script, just things like that. And I think when people come from um, Hollywood into politics, it kind of marries the two. And so that's gotten tedious in my job is the marriage of, of, of Hollywood and politics. Like, I just want to go back to the Ashley Simpson scandals. I don't want to deal with politics. I don't want to deal with anything life-changing. I mean, I think Hollywood can change the world. If you look at uh, Star Trek in the 1960s, Martin Luther King actually wrote uh, Nichelle Richards and asked her not to leave Star Trek because it showed a future where people were working together of all races. So I do think it can have a positive impact. But for the most part, I mean... It's, it's, it's mostly, you know, dick jokes in South Park. That's kind of what I deal with. So I like that. I like it not being life and death. Yeah. And now that politics is married in, that's made it hard. That's, that's really made it hard. I don't like that. Yeah, that's been a weird thing with this, this last election cycle that I've noticed, too. It seems like, you know, every celebrity and singer on the planet decides that they have to go, you know, public with their endorsement of a particular candidate. And, like, I, that's something I've never really, I've never experienced or seen before uh, in, in American politics in the, you know, many presidents that I've been, uh, you know, on the planet to, to witness. Um, it, yeah, it is definitely uh, an anomaly with this president well I think it's because he was now it did happen I wasn't around for Reagan um, I, I wasn't even alive for Reagan I don't think um, <laughs> what what years were Reagan maybe I was born when Reagan was in yeah, um, we, but I, I wasn't around for I think it, you I, I think you and I, are, and I you and I are about, you and I are about the same age and we we were born during Reagan okay yeah so it's it's the uh, like I think I was born there. I wasn't around for it, but I had my bosses and friends over the years tell me this happened when Reagan was in. But because everyone like Reagan was so well liked in Hollywood, everyone kind of came out in favor of him in this obscene way that had never been seen before. And Trump, despite his politics, like I, I don't agree with him. That's personal. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But people that have dealt with him in Hollywood have come out so heavily against him because they have a history with him. It doesn't always have to do with his politics. It's just his own history. I mean, if you want to shoot at Trump Towers, there's actually a clause that you have to hire Donald Trump for the day. That's how he ended up in Home Alone 2. That's in the contract. So he's kind of inserted himself and been trying to for so many years in Hollywood, and people just hate him. So when he got into <laughs> politics, I think it bled, bled over, and people were like, I don't like him. And now I don't like his politics. So I think that's kind of been a double whammy. That's why we're hearing so much from Hollywood. Because everyone yeah. dealt with him. And it's been unfortunate, too, because, you know, um, I'm not going to say... Uh I, I'm, I'm going to be I'll, I'll be forthright and be like I don't like any of the candidates to be completely honest right like I agree I don't like any of them hey everybody I wanted to tell you about this great shaving product that I've been using lately not only is it awesome it will save you money enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago Harry's is an awesome product it delivers high-quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of leading brands, and saving you hundreds of dollars at the same time. I really like the way that Harry's works. It has a very close shave, it's got a great design for the handle, and also the scent of the shave gel is fantastic and it leaves your skin nice and smooth. You can get a trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. 
quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They've cut out middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. I'm telling you, I use this product and it is absolutely amazing. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in just one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Again, visit harrys.com forward slash frequency. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to go check it out. You can feel better too about the purchase because 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations developed to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. How could you not get behind the veterans? So important nowadays. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. I use it every day. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And I'm telling you, when you get done shaving, your face will feel so smooth. It's amazing. You even get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to harrys.com dot com forward slash frequency to start shaving and saving today. You know, when I when I think about, you know, taxes and some of those kind of things, there's been a few there's been some stuff that Trump has done that's good. And I think and there's some stuff that he's done that's been not good and he opens his mouth too much and somebody should take his Twitter account away from him. But uh, yeah. um you know, when, when I think about it, though, it's like I think a lot of people have a bias towards him just specifically because, you know, they don't like him because of whatever has happened in Hollywood or whatever the case may be, that they don't even take a second to look at the politics or some of the good things that he's done. Like, they're not even willing to, you know, like, you know, skim, so skim, skim through the magazine at all. They just they just turn the magazine over. They won't even look at it, you know. So the compliance with Trump uh, in Hollywood were that he was a liar and a rapist. And uh, he's actually got charges in New York for it when he had the uh, Miss Teen USA pageant. There were claims there. There were claims about him assaulting women on sets. Uh, He's got charges pending in New York for that as well. So the problems they have with him are very severe, but they're not political. But on the flip side, and it's something I heard from a friend of mine, who dealt with him for many years. She said, when you know somebody has a personality defect, you simply don't want them in a position of power because you know they take advantage. And that's how people in the entertainment industry see him because they've dealt with him in a capacity they've either worked under him and they know how he behaves or they've been, a lot of the ones that I know that have problems with him were the fixers were the people that were put in, that worked on like Miss Teen USA and worked on these things where these things happened. So it's, it's a very, Hollywood's really small. There are about 100,000 people working in Hollywood at any given time. So if you do something horrible, everyone knows. If you consistently do these horrible things, they really do eventually turn on you. And in Trump's case, um, the 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 charges from some of these women um i heard about some of them like 10 years before he ran for president it's not like these were things people manufactured they genuinely existed um well before that and he was very disliked then and i think it bled into politics and where people in the entertainment industry get caught um and I'm Australian, so I'm a foreigner talking about this, I've got to tell you guys. <laughs> but just listening to people in Hollywood, it comes down to them 
that if he's not capable of running a set, if he's not capable of being kind to any underlings, and if he's assaulting people, then he shouldn't be in any position of power where he has power over people. Yeah, that's probably that's, the, that's probably the case for the any, any anybody, and I can so. I, I can totally get behind that. I mean, I don't want I don't want uh, you know some somebody who has like you said personality flaws you know being in a position of power i think i think most of the politics yeah. pol- i think most of the politicians in the united states have po- <laughs> have flaws in that space they should all go away <laughs> i think any politician in any country does just I'm, fyi i'm a total liber- um, somewhere, i'm a total libertarian and i, I just, just have people <laughs> small government smaller less government <laughs> that's what i'm all about no i'm i'm I get it. I'm I'm right there with you. I get it. Um, and what I found interesting is, you know, you have that, and then you have people who are like Moby, who wonderful guy, you know, great guy. So if you hear this, I don't mean any offense when I say this man, but it doesn't matter if it was Trump. It could he loved Obama, loved Obama. Moby loved Obama. You could if Obama became a Republican, even just in name, he'd hate him. So that's the other side of it. <laughs> so some of Hollywood, it's because they know him, and some of it's simply because he's red. Like just just being straight as I can. Now. Right. Well, so let's talk about. It's cur- just because he's red, but you know we're talking about these current times and you know the political stuff and some of the election stuff that's going on. Um, I know that uh, Hollywood has been severely impacted by COVID nineteen and you know the the creation of new content uh, and movies and all that has really slowed to a halt. I got to be honest with you, you know, like I'm I'm flipping through you know the streaming providers and Netflix and all this, and I'm going. Oh man, I'm like out of cool stuff already. I need new stuff. I'm excited for like Mandalorian, who's coming, you know, at the end of uh, October for uh, uh, for Disney Plus. Because obviously, you, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and uh, so like I'm excited. Yep. And, I, and I'm like, there's nothing else coming out though. <laughs> so what's this? What's the status of Hollywood and, and the and the and people <laughs> getting back to work, getting back to you know the creative process and and really? give, giving all of us great Ooh. content. Well, uh, we're paying a lot of money for junk we turned down three years ago. So <laughs> we're, we're pretty locked down. We're really locked down. So I know on Netflix, if you have a movie, now is the time. We're paying for things we turned down and we're paying through the nose for them. Um, even Batman, when it was filming in London, Robert Pattinson got COVID. So it's been, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. And, uh, we are screwed, but what it has done in in a positive on on positive note, at least in a very selfish way, is it's kind of hit fast forward. The biggest stars of tomorrow are going to come off of apps like TikTok, and we were already heading in this direction. But COVID hit fast forward. We've jumped five to ten years forward in the way we're consuming entertainment in less than a year. Yeah. So for people like me that uh, deal with the marriage of film and me, uh, film and internet it's great for consumers it sucks for people that only do film or media it sucks um, but the, the real big stars are going to be coming off of TikTok I mean Netflix is buying content that is episodics off TikTok so if you want to get famous put together a TikTok seriously and do it as episodics people are going there now to watch movies and every celebrity in the world is headed to TikTok 
Yeah, I noticed that. I was talking to my neighbor last night. It was funny. We, uh, my my neighbor and I were super were super friendly. Our kids all play together and all that fun stuff. And so we're just sitting there chit chatting. And I'm like, "Where's your husband? What's he up to?" And she's like, "Oh, he's watching TikTok videos." I'm like, "TikTok mm-hmm. videos?" And I literally just learned this yesterday about the episodic content that was on TikTok. I haven't put TikTok on my phone because I, I have a. Uh, uh, there's a show here on the network who deals with um, exploited children and, you know, the the whole pedophilia and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she she had an episode that was on, I don't know, maybe five, six months ago that talked about how bad TikTok was for child predators. And so since she's since she had that study done and they found all that information out about TikTok, I've been shunning away from TikTok and not really learning anything about it. And then, you know, now as I'm starting to learn stuff about it, being in the business that we're in too, um, with, with, you know, the talk radio and podcasting, uh, 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 space I'm like well I'm gonna have to embrace the TikTok at some point because you, you know there's there's a, a huge audience of people that are there and it's like uh, it's like the gen it's like the gen Z you know field mm-hmm. of dreams over there it, it was so it's, it's odd millennials have kind of taken over TikTok now but it was it was pushed by gen Z when it was musically uh, and it's not just by the way TikTok that people are uh, going after kids it used to be Facebook, but nobody uses Facebook anymore unless they're a boomer. Then Instagram, but even the millennials have left Instagram. So it really, they tend to go wherever is most popular and wherever the most kids are. And the most kids are wherever is going to be popular next. I think the next popular one's going to be Dub Smash. But the, um, the child predators and the people looking for kids you can actually find because they'll leave circus tent emojis on their stuff and there's been a big backlash on TikTok against that so it's it's really really interesting TikTok any social media can be dangerous especially unguarded um yeah that's what that's what I was going to say next unguarded I just <laughs> yeah you have a you yeah. have a daughter so do I, I mean, you know so I, I this is all important stuff yeah. as it relates to that kind of stuff but um I think what you said is really important you said guarded you know um your daughter's a little older than my daughter is, but I don't, I don't, I don't leave my daughter alone with social media, right? Like she doesn't have it. My, my daughter doesn't even have social media accounts. You know, uh, a she's seven. Like there's no need for her to have a social media account. And B, all she wants to do is play Minecraft. Like I'm like I'm cool with that. If you want to learn play Minecraft on a on a on a laptop computer and nerd out, totally do that. I'd rather you do that than be you know on YouTube watching senseless videos. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm just trying to get mine to do normal things. I, she's she's on a roll right now where she uh, and I'm I'm happy for it. She's wanted to be an environmental activist since she was since I adopted it since she was about six. She wanted to save the environment because my uncle gave her a book on on uh, global warming and environmental change. And now I'm like, damn it, she wants to go save the penguins. So every time I come in a room, I'm, I'm walking in, she's like, Mama, do you know that, you know, this is dying at this rate and this is what's going on? I'm like, dude, it's 2020. I'm depressed enough. Stop. I'll give you a cookie. Go play. Be a normal child. <laughs> you didn't know that you had Greta Thornburg um, at your house, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> really, I'm like, and she's like, can I get a TikTok? And she asked me, she's like, can I get a TikTok? I'm like, well, let me think about it. Why, you know, I'm like, why do you want? She's like, I want to put, um, I want to do videos on, on, uh, on, on how to save these animals and something about a frill-toed lizard that only exists in one place 
in the Mojave Desert that's being run over by cars. I don't know. I got a 30-minute lecture on the frill-toed lizard. Like, can I just give money to the charity? Like, can, can I give them money and can we stop talking about it? She's like, no, we need to go do this and that. And, the, like, and she's dragging me. She wants to go to these protests. I'm like, it's COVID. We're not going to protests <laughs> for a frill-toed lizard in the middle of COVID. Yeah, no. So, I don't know. She's, she's, she's a weird kid. God bless her. I wish I was that smart. Hey, you know what you guys no. you guys have, you guys have that really cool live stream that you have up um that i've been following mm-hmm. since you guys posted it which has been really cool and uh and i've been uh I, i've been watching you guys do taekwondo which has been kind of fun you know i do karate so it was always cool to uh see the little differences in the style and uh it's cool that your daughter's learning taekwondo because then she can the same reason why my daughter's in karate um you don't need anybody to take care of you. You got to be able to take care of yourself. So I think that's really cool that you have that life. Yep. T- tell us a little bit about that feed and like what, what was the purpose behind what you guys are doing with the 24 hour? Well, it's not 24 hours. It's like most of the day. So it's, it's, we try and keep it on actually about 24 hours. I think the YouTube run runs 24 hours and the Facebook one is up and down Um, And we try and keep it running, but it started during COVID because I was chatting with people online in nursing homes and people and seniors that were by themselves. They had access to Facebook, but they were lonely. And so even watching someone uh, fold laundry made them feel like they've got um, someone in the house. And like we have videos on there with where I'm asleep on the couch. Actually, the most popular one was when I came back from the doctor, I was drugged to hell and (laughs) drooling. So that's like like the most popular video that was embarrassing my favorite um, one was right my favorite like, one was when you guys made breakfast and i don't know how many pounds of bacon you guys made that day that yeah that was <laughs> i was like oh yes i, I need I, I wish i was at summer's house right now <laughs> i make a ton of bacon like I, I we do randomly just everyday stuff but it started because seniors were home alone and it started uh i think it was with easter dinner i got contacted from a group in boston I was raised Catholic, but my mom's Jewish. And so this group had asked if we could live stream a Passover dinner. I'm like, I don't know how to do a Passover dinner. I almost became a nun, I'm Catholic, but fine. So I figured out how to do a Passover dinner and we live streamed it to them. And then they asked Kimberly to play violin because she plays violin very badly, by the way. But so she sits there and she practices it. And then it turned into, um, they asked us to do Easter dinner and then can we leave it on during the day? Cause people in this nursing home just liked even watching us fold laundry. So it became this 24 hour live stream for anyone that was stuck at home alone during uh, quarantine. But then we had like three, I think we're at 3.2 million clicks on this. So now we can't turn it off. It's become its own. Monster. <laughs> Wow, that's cool though. I didn't I didn't realize the story behind that. Uh, <laughs> so, and then if I do turn it off, I get a call from my, yeah, <laughs> I get a call from like my grandma in Tasmania. Why can't I see you? I'm like, oh Jesus. So yeah, but I I think the idea I, I, I behind, don't know. <laughs> yeah, the idea behind what you guys are doing though is pretty cool because you know there are a lot of people out there that are you know lonely and stuck at home in the COVID and you know uh, there was a there was a time even though I'm I'm I still commute every day going back and forth between my house and the studio I don't go anywhere else but. Um, you know, you you would think that oh, you're just, Ryan's just doing the same thing that he always does and goes to the studio and then goes home. But what people don't realize is when I come to the studio, there's nobody here. You know, there's you know yeah. the, the the audio engineers and myself. 
you know, and we have a company that has around 28 employees and there's like five of us here or six of us here at the studio um, on a daily basis and everybody else is all remote. So it's like I walk into an empty building with no human faces other than, you know, don't get me wrong. I love the audio engineers, um, but, you know, you see the same people over and over and over again. It kind of does wear on you a little bit. And uh, I think by by nature, human beings need, you know, some type of a connection to other human beings just by by who we are so you know having that live stream to be able to do that you know when Jeff Bernard uh, pops in the building every now and again and you know I'm not expecting him to come in I'm like a little like a little kid I'm like hey what's up dude <laughs> yeah you're like people you're humans you, know, you should do <laughs> you should live stream like on on um, voice America's like on uh, Facebook you should live stream it on there and people will tune in even if it's just you working at a computer it gives you someone to talk to because they can talk to you but on the flip side of that um for the people stuck at home or the people that want to start their own radio stations or are interested in it they'll pop in like i have people pop in all the time and will randomly ask questions because uh my boyfriend's an mma fighter and he's got like three hundred thousand followers on tiktok he's i mean he's a professional fighter so we have people jump on the live stream like how do you do this and he'll take them out and teach them to kick or punch or whatever or they'll contact me and be like hey i'm trying to start an at-home business how do i um do my marketing and i've sat there and just talked to them and talked to them about doing marketing sometimes people just want to chat especially when they're stuck home at quarantine but you should you should live stream it even if it's just you at a computer believe it or not there's there's somebody that is lonely and going to want to sit there while you're doing it Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that that that, that could be interesting to, to do that. I should do that in the control room where all the audio engineers are running shows all day. Yep. Yeah. You should. Oh, I don't know though. I don't know if I don't know if we should. should do that. There might be I might have to they might there might be some language barriers. <laughs> uh, I use we use bad language here all the time. People are fine. <laughs> like we, we don't get flagged for language, we get flagged when I forget to wear a bra. And pop out of my dress that gets us flagged you guys have to check out this new service that i'm playing around with called issue it is totally amazing you live to create but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact you got to do what you do best and let issue handle the rest if you're a creative you know the drill you're finally done editing it's perfect now you just need format and reformat for every single platform with issue make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right, it's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. Oh, uh, when we're doing karaoke and I start singing, 
I don't think it's because they recognize the song. I think it's my singing. <laughs> I genuinely think it's my singing. People are just like, nope, somebody flag this. Because <laughs> um, Kimberly sings, everyone's fine. Jared sings, everyone's fine. The minute I sing, they're like, nope. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, that's so it's funny. not a crime to be tone deaf. Hey, you know what? I You don't want me singing any karaoke either. I'm... I have a, I have a good radio voice. I think I can do voiceover work, whatever, like that kind of stuff. But don't ask me to sing; <laughs> that'd be no good. My I, my uncle is a professional musician. His name is John Morris. He's composed for film. He's one of the top musicians in Australia. When I was little, he tried to teach me to sing, and I mean, he spent a long time, like a, two years, a year and a half, working on guitar, and like a and a year to two years working on just singing by itself. And by the time we got to the end of it, he's like, he was so sweet about it. I was like nine. He's like, your voice is so unique. I don't want anyone else taking credit for it. You don't need to tell anyone else I tried to teach you to sing. Your voice is your own. I was like, that is the nicest way my uncle ever said, I'm a professional musician. Don't you dare tell anyone I taught you to sing. Um, he, he's, I'm, I'm genuinely tone deaf. <laughs> like I'm genuinely tone deaf. So I think I sound great. No one else, you know, nobody else agrees. Yeah, but you're only are you only tone deaf just when you sing? Because I've heard some of the stuff you've put together and worked on for movies, and that was very well done. So uh, somewhere, somewhere in between your ears, there there is a slight there's a knack for music somewhere. It just may not be singing it. <laughs> I I don't think it's I don't think it's music. I, music kind of blends to me. I like rock, but everything else kind of blends. Um, most of the work I did, like I did a lot of voiceover and I did a lot of cartoons and a lot of stuff like that. But um, I, I really, I'm genuinely tone deaf. <laughs> like it's, I know people say that, but um, I wouldn't have believed it except my uncle, you know, had my mom take me to get my hearing tested while he was trying to to get me to sing. He's like, well, she's not deaf, so she's tone deaf. Like she's <laughs> like it was just done. Um, but I think anyone that wants to be famous now or wants to do that needs to focus on the internet. So live streams, radio stations like yours, um, the the social media apps, that's where tomorrow's celebrities and tomorrow's stars are going to come from. But right now it's kind of like the wild, wild west. So we don't know which apps are going to come out on top. We don't know which stations are going to come out on top. We don't know where this is going to land. So for people that want to get ahead and want to be famous, shuffle the board in your favor right now. It's not hard to do. Um, that's that's the advice I give everyone just shuffle yeah, the boarding I agree and I, I I have a piece of advice for everybody too you know I think it's important that you you look at the trends and follow the diversification of what's happening on the web right now too um, like we're today's the 20th of October we're recording this and uh, what's crazy is I read an article uh, today that uh, the federal government's going to be bringing antitrust charges against Google shortly so you know if you have that's happening there's going to be you know uh uh, some some spidering effect in the industry I think when that happens because you know if you look back at you know big steel and oil back in the in the industrial revolution and they had you know some problems with antitrust laws and when those split up and you know then you know oil split up into you know 17 different oil companies from one major company so I think you're going to see some interesting things happen over the next five years um, when it comes to in stuff on the web content you know and then also I want to with, see with them do that to Facebook yeah right I dude I genuinely do yeah I uh 
Yeah, I, I don't like Facebook that much. I used to really like Facebook, but you know, not so much anymore. It, it feels like uh, it feels like constant censorship. Even see, I'm the I'm the opposite. I think there's not enough um, enough uh, roadblocks. Meaning, when something gets that big, there should be the especially the anti-vaxxer stuff that's put out really concerns me because people are dying. From getting information yeah so what's next for you guys what uh you know i know behind the scenes the radio shows on the voice america variety channel on every week at 4 p.m pacific mm-hmm. time um what what what's going on with the show like how, how are you guys doing what kind of guests have you been having on and uh how how's how's that how's that been it's been interesting. My co-host hasn't been well, Paul, so I've been having guest co-hosts. And most of our uh, special guests have been coming from TikTok. And I'm seeing a lot of people that I've brought on the show from TikTok going out now and being given shows on Netflix and YouTube. Uh, not not uh, on Netflix. Their stuff from YouTube is being taken and put on Netflix. So it's kind of that trend towards uh, social media stars becoming real stars. Oh, that's pretty cool. So so that I find are, are you, do you guys have any uh, any any guests that you're you're getting on? Uh, like, are you getting people from TikTok and from Facebook, or how are you? Which ones are are you seeing the you know like the most growth? Obviously, TikTok is 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 getting huge right now. Yeah, TikTok. Most of the people we have on are from TikTok. Um, I've had a few um, celebrities on recently. There's one I'm trying to look for my list. Uh, I know we had uh, Link hand on from 42. He was kind of the, he was the bad guy in 42 right after Chadwick Boseman died, um, which was a hard episode because he was a friend of his. Uh, and then we've got a couple of guys from the Avengers that we're going to have on, and we had a couple of guys from the Office, and just different people. It's it sucks to say mo- like TikTok people we contact and I don't know them, but the Hollywood people, either they're someone I know or they're a friend of a friend. <laughs> like It's right. really loosey-goosey. It's kind of like, hey, I worked with you on this. You want to come on my show? And then I end up on their podcast or their show or we just go back and forth. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, you know, Hollywood's uh, very Hollywood's very incestuous. <laughs> it's really incestuous the way it works. Let me promote your stuff. I'll promote yours. Yeah, well, it's, you know, gotta have gotta have your industry fellow industry members backs and you know always always working together. You know, uh, so let let's talk about something that is a, a a thing that we have been doing for the last couple of years. You know, Voice America and and your group. Uh, we always would go to the Phoenix comic fan fusion confusion whatever they're calling it nowadays uh which 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 isn't going to happen this year uh, i think it's back to comic-con oh is it because it, no I, we it's, just it's not we i'm just, really irritated we just started calling it phoenix confusion because <laughs> they, they changed the yes, name like four that's times that's a perfect thing to call it because one year they're <laughs> yeah one year they're part of comic-con the next year they're not um, but I think that's like an Arizona thing. Like I love Arizona. When I was up there in Sedona, the one thing I love about Arizona uh, Arizonians is like Arizonians do their own thing and they're going to do it their way. And it's kind of what happened with uh, the Phoenix Con is they're like, okay, we're part of uh, Comic-Con. 
well, Comic-Con didn't want us to do this. Well, fuck you guys. We'll call ourselves something else. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But that's what, that's what I like about people in Arizona is that you guys are like, okay, you know what? Screw you. I'm doing it my way. And I love that. Um, but yeah, Phoenix Con's not going this year. And then I got invited to speak in Spain. I never, I'm afraid of flying, so I never fly anywhere. I drive around the country and do the cons in America. Um, and I talk at like uh, San Diego Comic-Con and Phoenix Comic-Con and New York. And I talk all over the country at all these cons and uh, the big film festivals, like the Salt Lake City Film Festivals and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, I got invited to Spain and they've invited me many, many times. I always say no. Well, they invited me and I was like, you know what? Yeah, there's none going on here. I'll take some Valium and try and sleep because I hate <laughs> flying. And uh, they're like, okay, that's fine. Are you flying in from Australia? I'm like, no, I'm in America right now. They're like, oh, you can't come. Like what? <laughs> and that was how I found out America was like blocked from going to so many countries because of COVID. I was like, I'm uninvited because I'm in America. I was like, well, I didn't want to come anyway. I'm just bored. Uh, <laughs> I just was... needed to get out of town. Yeah. No, and that's, <laughs> that's actually that's actually there. that's actually crazy with the whole COVID thing. I have a, I have a, a couple of people that I know that live in India, right? And India has over a one billion people, right? So they're you know, they have seven times the amount of human beings in their country than we do here in the United States at 350 million. And uh, the death rate for COVID over there was the same 2 million death rate that it is here. Like it was, it was, yep. it was astonishing. So I can understand why other countries don't want us to come there. Well, but part of the problem with us is we're for like the freest country in the world. Someone's like, gotta wear a mask. We're like, F throw the middle finger. Masks are like, you're taking control. No, I'm not gonna do that. You know, that's that's why we still have our little problem. I think because, you know, people are just like, no one tells me what to do. I'm American. <laughs> trying to explain that to like my family in Australia though is so hard because they're like well, I said well it, they think it infringes on their rights and they're like well I have the right to live so they have the right not to breathe on me I was like dad it doesn't work that way he you know what I'm not trying to explain that then we had um uh my I my my foster son my son uh passed away uh about a month ago now he was uh, hit by a drunk driver and uh, my dad called me and he said I'll come out for wow I just made this depressing He's like, I'll come out for the funeral. Well, he found out he couldn't go back to Australia if he came out. Like, they just wouldn't let him back in. And he works for the government. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like no, you can't come back. Stay there. <laughs> yeah. So dad's like, ah, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, dad, just, just stay in Australia. He's like, no, I can figure this out. He's like, no, I have a three-month quarantine. I'm like, a what now? He's like, three months. Because if you go even between the states in Australia, it's 14 days. If you go between the territories... It's 14 days, same in New Zealand, um, and we've managed to keep it down. But Australians are a little different. Like, we had a shooting in Port Arthur and uh, in, in the 90s, and Australia's reaction was, you know what? The government looked at us and said, you know what? A bunch of, you know, a bunch of people got shot. You're clearly irresponsible. Nobody gets automatic weapons anymore. Shame on, shame on you know, people for doing this. And Australia went, all right, that's fair. We'll keep the rest of our weapons, but no automatics, we get you. And, you know, Australians are just really chill about that. And then, you know, the best response I ever got was an American friend of mine. And he's like, what, you guys didn't try thoughts and prayers? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a very Australian reaction. We're like, this didn't work, so we're doing this. Um, so when people in Australia were like, you need to wear masks, my dad called me and said, as long as I don't close the pubs, I'm fine. 
he called me he said they closed the goddamn pubs i'm like yes dad they have to he said i understand it he said so uh my my problem i said what is it he said my problem is he said it's tasmania now my family is tasmanian but he said my problem's tasmania i said what do you mean he said i'm telling you the person that spread this had to have been 15 tasmanians going we're going hunting now somebody grab a case of beer we'll all ride up there in the same car and we'll ride back in the same car and from the petrol we save we'll get more beer and sit around together <laughs> and he said and that's how it spread i'm like dad it wasn't tasmanians stop picking on your own people but it's it's just the Australian attitude is so different. <laughs> yeah, you it's know, remarkable. We just blame Tasmanians. No, <laughs> in America they just blame everybody. It's all you know, blaming everybody. We don't know who to. No, in, in America we don't know who to blame. We're still trying to figure that out for anything. We just all we know is it's not our fault, right? <laughs> I, I and that and it's it's a very interesting thing to me with America. Like you have the flip side. You have some of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. Some of the most creative. You have some of the most incredible things to come out of America, and then you have the Appalachian foothills. <laughs> so it's it's a really a dichotomy. <laughs> well, that's why we live on the West Coast, right? Because you got the Rockies, the Sierra Nevadas. <laughs> you know all the all the all the pro- all the proper all the proper mountain ranges. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I meet a couple people, and, and I've, I've, that I've never understood, and I've never understood the language. I know people from England, I know people from America, and you're never going to convince me that someone from Louisiana is speaking the same language as someone from London. <laughs> never going to convince me of that. Uh, no, they're not speaking the same language. That, that's definitely 100%. They're not, <laughs> they're not speaking the Queen's English down there in Louisiana on the bayou. While they're shoot, while they're eat, while they're while they're eating no. crocodile and having having crawfish fries. <laughs> now I do I do have to say the crocodiles are something we got in common, and I think American men are just gorgeous. I do. You guys have some of the most gorgeous people in the world. But yeah. again, on the flip side, you've got some crazies. Oh, we have a lot of those. A lot that of being crazies. Said, that that being said, we ship out our crazies. We had a lunatic in Australia named Ken Ham. He wanted to start a creationist museum where it showed men riding dinosaurs. Uh, and Australia said, no, you can't. You can build whatever you want, but you can't call it an educational place or a museum, but you can call it your opinion or an art show. And he said, oh, well, then I'm going to America and doing it. So he built it in Tennessee. <laughs> so I think we just export our crazy. Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. 
Four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. SpaTree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. Yeah, no, we, we, we're, we, we breed some pretty unique ones here in the States, that's for sure. That's why I just try to. Oh, I love Americans. I, I stick. I try to just stick to my wheelhouse because I don't. I can't. I, I can't sometimes with some of these crazy people. I gotta just. I gotta just walk yeah. away. <laughs> I I do. America's got some crazy, but I do have to tell you, like you know, I'm I'm here by choice. I don't. I don't have to be, and I get a lot of grief from a lot of uh, a lot of people I know. And something I see about America is even in the worst of times people still fight for what they believe in they push for what they think is right they may not always agree uh but i do believe america has some of the most incredible people in the world some of the biggest hearts you've ever seen and some of the most kind thoughtful and determined i mean just that's the big word some of the most determined people i've ever met in my life and there's a reason you guys got to the top of the heap and I think that's it. It's the determination. I mean, once you guys tossed out the king's tea, that was it. You were doing things your way, and I think I think you guys did a good job. I don't like Trump, so I'm calling him a glitch. But beyond that, <laughs> you did great. Hey, listen, I told you before. I don't like any mm-hmm. of the, I don't like any of the candidates. None. I like when I when I when I vote. I don't even think I'm going to vote for a president. I'm just going to skip that. I'm going to let everybody else figure I, that I out. I can see that. <laughs> I can see. I can see it. I can see it. Um, the uh, the the one that's trending on TikTok now, right now, is uh, the most popular video. Is a video called "Suck It Up and Vote for Biden," and it's going on about all the reasons to hate Biden and say, "But we've already had four years of this, so anything else has to be better." I was like, you know what? I get it. Uh, I think that you know, I don't care. I don't care if someone votes for Mickey Mouse as long as they vote. Yeah, that's, that's it. true. Right in Mickey Mouse. It is. Yeah, as it is important to vote. I, oh, you you reminded me that I forgot I could do that. I'm gonna write myself in. That's what I'm gonna do. Do it. Yes. Right. And do it. Like that's what you do. It's like exercise your right to vote. There are so many places in the world people don't have it. Do it and radio, vote for the person Radio you Ryan think Treasure for president. Radio Ryan for president. I promise. I promise I'll do better than whatever is there now. <laughs> vote for Ryan <laughs> do it and and that's it it's like but I think it's amazing that you guys have it but it's also a choice here in my country it's mandatory I actually have to vote so I still vote in Australia's election because if I don't I get a $15 fine <laughs> whole $15 <laughs> a whole $15 well I don't know a whole $15 
Summer, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Before we jump off and end the show, uh, tell people about uh, you know where they can find more information about you guys, your social medias, all that fun stuff. I'm Summer Helene. You can find me on every platform under Summer Helene. What I do is I make people, places, and things famous. But I'm also ridiculously expensive. So if you want a nickel's worth of free advice, find me online. I always tell people that. Yeah. I give away a lot of free advice. You know what, though? You're also a super fun person, too. I always love talking with you, hanging out with you at the cons is always great. <laughs> I got to tell you, thank you for having me on. I actually have the flu right now, so I am doped to hell on NyQuil. I don't even know if I was coherent. So <laughs> well, I hope I was like, did I put two sentences together? You did I wonderful. Good? You did wonderful. You know yes! what? And you only cursed like two <laughs> times, so it's perfect. It's an improvement. I'm I didn't drool and I cursed twice. I'm proud of you. Yeah, here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I got the applause. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to Fighting and Frequency right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Make sure you check out the next episode coming to you next Friday, 12 o'clock Pacific time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. And you can always catch Behind the Scenes with Summer Helene Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the same Voice America Variety Channel. Just listen to just listen to the Variety Channel for Friday afternoon. It's got a fantastic lineup. You get Frequency, you get some other shows, you get the Behind the Scenes. Um, it, it all is just a culmination of really good content. Uh, our Friday lineup is just stellar so make sure you tune into that everybody who's listening on your favorite podcasting uh, devices and applications thank you guys please rate us five stars instead of four because five stars are better than four and we deserve it Summer Helene and I are five star people so you know break out those five stars Uh, and of course we're always open to any of your uh, feedback on the show you can email us info info at voiceamerica.com thanks for tuning in to Finding a Frequency I'm Ryan Treasure we'll talk to you next time